Hey everybody, it's Amanda. Welcome or welcome back to the Park Ridge Presby podcast, the message podcast of Park Ridge Presbyterian Church in Park Ridge, Illinois. We would love for you to experience a Sunday morning with us, or you can always connect with us on social media. We are Park Ridge Presby on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We hope this message inspires your faith to make a difference for you every day. Hey everybody, my name's Amanda. I'm the Next Gen Pastor here at Park Ridge Presbyterian Church, and I'm excited to be bringing you part two of our message series this month, Raising Kids. If you missed last week's message, uh, all month long we're talking about raising kids, and, and that is for all of us who are raising kids day in and day out in our homes, but maybe that's um, as a parent or a step-parent or a grandparent or a coach or a piano teacher or a basketball coach. A lot of us have roles raising kids, and our invitation, our invitation to God this month is to think about how we're all raising kids, all of us, whether we um, are really, really intimately connected with kids and teenagers today, or maybe um, you just know some kids at your church or you have a favorite Starbucks teenage girl that gets your order. Uh, we are all thinking about uh, kids today and what they need and what it takes to raise kids. And so our hope is that you might walk away with an invitation, a deeper understanding from this message series this month about what God might be calling you into. I think there's an invitation here for each of us to think about um, what we have to offer, how God might use us to help raise kids today. So last week we focused on parents. We talked about what parents value, what parents are worried about, what parents care about today. And we found out that really parents care a lot about the same things um, that the church cares about. Parents care about uh, mental health and access to opportunities and character development. And we also learned that parents who are connected to church communities feel more supported than parents who are not connected to a church community. And we believe that our next gen ministries help parents today feel more supported, feel more cared for, and we hope that every family who comes into this church building can trust that we want what's best for their kids too. The rest of this series, we're gonna focus on three big questions that every teenager is asking that the church needs to understand better. Fuller Seminary in California has a youth institute, Fuller Youth Institute, and Dr. Kara Powell and her team just published a new book called Three Big Questions That Change Every Teenager. And they partnered with Orange Students to put together a small group curriculum, and that's what our teenagers are gonna be using for small group on Sunday mornings this month. There's also some parent resources we'll be able to send home so that you can have some more conversations with your teenagers about the questions that they might be asking. So I won't hold you in suspense too much longer about those three big questions every teenager is asking, but before I say what they are, I just wanna note that these questions are not gonna sound brand new to you. They're not gonna seem um, like questions you haven't thought about before, and that's because these are really life's big questions. These are questions that you and me are asking at a lot of different phases in our life. But what Dr. Kara Powell likes to say is that while these are questions all of us are asking, these are like burning questions for teenagers. These are questions in the adolescent phase that feel so big and pressing and they're asking them all the time, even if they don't know that these are the questions that they're really asking underneath. So the three big questions that change every teenager are who am I? 
where do I fit in? What difference do I make? Who am I? Where do I fit in? What difference do I make? These are questions of identity, belonging, and purpose. These are life's big questions. Developmental psychologists have agreed for a long time that it is in this phase of adolescence where we start asking these big questions and start coming up with some answers to define who we are and, and where we belong and what difference we make. You know, and teenagers aren't asking these questions in a vacuum, right? Teenagers come to the answers that they have to these life big questions and they're influenced by things like, like their family and their friends and their church and their school and social media and culture at large. As we think about raising kids, we wanna raise kids who know who they are, who know where they belong and who know what difference they make. And teenagers today, they have all of the information and opinions of so-called experts at their fingertips in their smartphones, on their computers, their, their tablets, their devices. The internet can bring all kinds of opinions and information about life's big questions to our teenagers. So as people who care about raising kids today, we wanna make sure that we're in relationship with kids and teenagers that are asking these big questions so that as they're asking these questions and wrestling with all the different opinions and answers that are out there, that we can help them find better answers to life's big questions. You know, discipleship, faith formation, is this process of moving from our current answers to Christ-centered answers. We've all got answers to some of these questions and we've all got a starting place. Whether you're a teenager just uh, figuring out faith for yourself, if you're a parent starting to figure out how do you put your faith into words your kids can understand, maybe you are still trying to figure out where you fit in this church community, that's a starting place. And it's good, it's good that you have a place right where you are. We have some answers. But, but discipleship is moving to more Christ-centered answers. And Jesus gives us answers to these life's big questions. And that's part of the journey that we're all on together at PRPC NextGen. What, what we wanna help kids and teenagers do in, in this discipleship experience here at PRPC is to learn that, that the answer to that question, who am I, is I am enough. It's so easy for students to believe that they're not enough. Not cool enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not athletic enough, not good enough. Every teenager is trying to see if they measure up to the expectations that are put on them. Expectations from parents and teachers and coaches and pastors. And they're constantly comparing themselves comparing themselves to siblings and to friends and, and to strangers on the internet, on social media. We believe that church shouldn't be a place where kids feel like they've got to measure up. Here, students will hear about God's love for them no matter what. They'll hear about a God who knows them and wants a relationship with them. Here, students will learn that they are enough just as they are. And more than that, because of Jesus, they will learn that they are more than enough. 
And our scripture today comes from John chapter six, and it's a familiar story. It's one of Jesus' most popular miracles, and it's often called the feeding of the 5,000. There's so much going on in this story, but one of the things that it challenges us to think about is the idea of enough. There's this crowd that had been following Jesus and they knew he had been healing the sick and that there was some power in him, some power with him that they wanted to know more about. They were drawn to it. And so Jesus noticed this crowd and he knew they were gonna need something to eat. And it didn't seem like they had enough money or food to have an impact. All they had was a little boy's lunch, Jesus says to his disciples, who's gonna get some food for these people. And they say, well, we don't have enough money for uh, feeding all of these people. And, And then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to Jesus, there's a boy, he has five barley loaves and two fish, but they are so many people. And Jesus said, make them sit down. And and he took the bread and, and he blessed it and he divided it up among the people. And he did the same thing with the fish. And there was enough for everyone to have as much as they needed. There wasn't just enough, there was more than enough. After everybody had eaten and had their fill, Jesus told the disciples to collect up everything that was left over, and they filled 12 baskets full of leftover food. There was more than enough. Kids didn't have a significant place in society in Jesus' time on earth. But Jesus saw a kid who had a lunch some bread and some fish. And he saw this kid, what he had and who he was. And Jesus saw that it was enough. Jesus can do that for us too. You don't have to prove you're enough to Jesus. In fact, Jesus actually knows all the ways that you're not enough already. And he wants a relationship with us anyways. We know that there are some ways that we are not enough and we fall short. And Jesus meets us in that place and makes us more than enough. In Ephesians chapter two, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus and he reminds these people that it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing, it's the gift of God. Not the result of work so that no one may boast. For we are what God has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we may walk in them. What Paul is trying to say is that grace is how Jesus makes us enough. It's not by our hustle. It's not by our abilities. It's not about us. It's not about all that we think we can do It's about what God can do with us and through us. Grace is how Jesus makes us more than enough. Because Jesus doesn't see us for just the things that are not enough. Jesus comes and meets us in that. And it's it's through this grace that saves us. We want to raise kids who know who they are. And for us as followers of Jesus, that means we need to raise kids who know whose they are that we are God's, we belong to God. We are what God made us, which is more than enough. 
We're able to do more than we ever thought was possible because of God's grace in our lives. The boy didn't know his lunch was enough to feed 5,000 people. Paul didn't know his letters about his relationship with Jesus would be enough to build a church. You might not think that you are fun enough, patient enough, smart enough, wealthy enough, gifted enough, Christian enough to be used by God. But you are more than enough. You are more than enough right now to be used by God in the lives of kids and teenagers that we are raising to know who they are and where they belong and what difference they make. And and we, PRPC Next Gen, we need all of you to help us raise kids to know those answers to those life's big questions. This week we talked about the first question, who am I? And the next two weeks we'll be taking those other two questions. Where do I fit in? What difference do I make? A PRPC in Action, we're committed to raising kids who know who they are, where they belong, and what difference they make. And I can't wait for you to learn more over the next two weeks about the difference that you can help us make in the lives of kids and teenagers through this church. Let me pray for us. God, we give you thanks for your grace. Your grace that makes us more than enough when we feel like we're not enough at all. Help us to have new eyes and open hearts to what you have given us and see where you are calling us to put those gifts to work here in the church, especially for our kids and teenagers. God, we thank you for the people in our lives who spoke your love to us, who who taught us what your love meant. God, would you help us steward that gift of your love and your grace and share it with the next generation? God, we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can subscribe to this podcast or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We are at Park Ridge Presby on all platforms.